0: Hold on, let me start that again. I haven't thought about this. Had a couple of whiskeys today, you know, took the day off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be good. It's going to be done.
0: So, we're doing a one off episode of, uh, I suppose this would be a staring at the wall episode. Uh, haven't done anything in a, must be a year now, well over a year actually. Two people I wanted to chat to on a podcast for a long time.
1: Uh, they weren't available
0: so Young you got Stephen Riley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Justin Paul Hill in the gap.
2: Yeah. Hello.
0: So, what we were just saying, I've talked to you a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and Confident actually spoken since the recording 10 years ago. Oh, shit, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, 10. When ten we years, recorded High Points and New Laws.
3: Yeah.
1: Bloody hell. 10 years, man, Dude, that's crazy. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while, yeah.
0: <laughs> so what dates was it? It was March? Was it when we were in the studio? Do you want to know something crazy? I just found some photos that I took of the session. You didn't
3: know? Oh, so I did I, yeah, eighteenth of March
0: two thousand and ten. Oh so just, just over ten yeah. It's crazy, yeah. What
3: photos, any? Uh, I got a few of the kit, one of the mic blend on the on the console, and then one of you just looking cool, Gary. <laughs> as always. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No way. Nice. Yeah. I think Confy yeah, you're in the picture as well, Confy, but you look like you you might be sniffing your fingers or something. <laughs> Yeah, dirty bus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how relevant.
3: No is. Oh way.
1: Oh no!
0: <laughs> Holy shit! Jesus, man, that's mad. Let me see. Let me see that. He got like a tracksuit, a Nike top on. Yeah, yeah, I've got. Yeah, I've got. Hold on, put the camera down a little, just. All right. So I'm on some poxy phone. Am I smoking? <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a little hammer in your hand? That's what? a burner phone. I was dealing drugs or something. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm in mean, like in a illi- that. In fairness, that tracky top is something special, though. I want to. <laughs> I want to get a little photo of that. So I'll send them like, to you. I'll send these photos yeah, to you. I've it. got yeah. a few, a few of the drums
3: and, and stuff. There? So, uh, I don't know how don't relevant know. talking about photos is when people can't see them.
0: Yeah, but well, oh, we can show the them kit. up when it's done. There's the kit. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, Here's should the we kit. just should we just jump into oh. the recording of um of it or, because since we're looking at these photos, it makes sense to kind of go with what we're yeah, looking yeah,
2: at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking. And hell. the funny
0: thing about that kit was um was it Weller's mates? It was, it was Kira, Kieran, yeah. So Kieran
3: um, was like part owner of the studio with us. He was like Dan's writing partner. And uh, yeah, it was Kieran's kit. It's like some 70s premiere kit. But um, Comfy, you probably know more about that kit than I do, to be honest.
1: I didn't. Yeah, it's, it's actually, the crazy thing was I had a very similar kit at the time. It was actually a white <laughs> premiere deep shell as well. And I think that one was like maybe 10, 15 years older.
3: Um, That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: What scary
0: was in there?
3: That's, I think that was that. If that was ours, that would have been the pearl Chad Smith.
1: That's the Chad Smith. Yeah, I I brought the uh, Tama Star Classic with me, but I remember, yeah, we tried that and it was a, it was a beast. So
3: that sounds the, mad. The, if you brought a Tama Star Classic to me now, I would throw the pearl out the room. Yeah. <laughs> Man, how times have changed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Whatever it was, I remember like because remember we had that first day of getting the tones and stuff and we we kept like the time sounded great but there was just something about that pearl because we used that on the the first demo we did in 2008 as well we used that same kit yeah and the same yeah, snare. Yeah. was it yeah Thanks. it's
3: exactly oh, man. The same. use the same okay. kit for
0: both sessions yeah 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 holy shit same one
3: yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense now you say it i i i totally forgot i mean yeah i guess that that was kind of like our in-house gear at the studio so it yeah kind of you brings guys the
0: bell that you enjoyed that kit first time round, and then mm. asked for it when we went back the second time.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. I Like, it was crazy because it was so similar to the kit I was playing at home. It was so comfortable as well.
0: That's mad, yeah, because
3: yeah. it's not like we had many options for you, so thank yeah. goodness you were comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah, it was good, man. Fuck, it's really? crazy I seeing that again. Yeah. I mean, to yeah. Us, I didn't really get to use that kit with many other like metal bands, so like I, yeah, most people was they'd look at it and be scared. They're like, oh, it doesn't look very metal. I'm not playing that kit. <laughs> but you, man, you. It just goes to show though, like the tone and, and the sound of drums really is in the hands of the drummer. Like you, you made oh, yeah. that kit sound like a fucking beast. Whereas uh,
0: yeah, the kit else, sounds amazing on on both those uh, recordings, though.
3: Yeah, and it sounds sounds really different as well. I think. Um, I guess, yeah, we, we probably like set it up and tuned it up quite differently between yeah. sessions. I guess, like, you know, everybody's always evolving, aren't they? You know, and we use different
0: rooms as well, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that makes yeah. a huge difference. Do
0: you but remember the also... whole razor light, the razor light oh, debacle? The drum store. <laughs> <up.
3: laughs>
0: do you remember that? We, we,
3: he was hanging out outside the building, wasn't he? Is that they were,
0: they, we, we had booked the downstairs studio. I yeah. think the one that you moved into later on, maybe. Oh, there was no, a bigger one, maybe. That was, that was the commercial studio
3: on the ground floor, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Razorlight
0: if, were, uh, we, we uh, if I can remember correctly, you probably remember better than me. You had us booked in to do the drums in that big room. And then when we got there, the studio manager turned around and said, I'm sorry, but Razorlight booked it last minute or whatever. And we have to give it to them because they're, you know, razorly, and we were kind of pissy about it, and we didn't have a drum stool, so we ran down and nicked the drummer's drum stool. Is that what uh, happened? No, no, not that, quite. Hold on, Comfy, you're you're great at remembering this shit. <laughs> Nobody nicked that. No, it was uh, yeah, no, the first part, uh, the first part. I don't right. care.
1: <laughs> no, it was it was literally we set up the whole kit, and then I remember like everything was miked, and we we're like, uh, okay, where's where's the stool? Like, what am we sitting on? oh shit we've no drum still and we've nothing that was the right height in the studio so it was actually weller weller went down and kind of um kind of groveled a little bit i think with them and we're like look we're stuck and they had a spare one so it wasn't the (laughs) drummer still it was just one they had and um i remember it was all like rocking side to side and stuff when i was trying to play (laughs) but i do distinctly remember we were like halfway through tracking and someone from their camp came up looking for the still
2: like
3: You've got couches that's down there mad. and
2: shit. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so that mad.
3: It. So you guys are pretty easy going and good at going with the flow because you, you came over from Ireland to record with two producers and then you got told on your arrival, you're going to be recording with one producer and you you booked another studio and then you got told we're not even going to get into that studio it, it's Jesus. kind of funny that I'm that, really
0: that stuff kind, of, <laughs> kind of happens with you justin it's like when <laughs> you tell someone you're gonna go see their band and you're gonna drive from dublin to go see a certain oh. band and they go i have guest list for you and then you get there and they well, actually i don't Do you remember that <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I
3: didn't until you reminded me of it suddenly, uh, get A big flashback
0: Yeah, oh, I'm only, sorry, dude Ah, sure, look um, <laughs> but for, that's, that, So we recorded Let's like go back a bit uh, So the first e, We're well, not even an EP We've just done two songs Was in Fortress Studios in London mm-hmm. Old Street, London And
3: mm-hmm. we've done High
0: Points on, on Fortress as well mm-hmm. And that's completely gone now yeah. the studio
3: yeah yeah i think they've they've demolished it and turned it into flats because it's in a really you know it's in old street it's in a prestigious part of london and it's the whole area has just gone yeah. up massively in value I, I
0: lived there and it was pretty because it's super close to shoreditch is like a super popular area and there's all these yeah. cars so it was like yeah. when we were there it was kind of a little not grotty but it was like proper london
3: yeah, yeah, Fortress is in a unique position. I think he got the building in like the like late nineties or something. I think it was the guy, Sean he ran it. It was his third one. He'd had other ones in London and uh yeah, he'd kind of found this little, you know, little spot that he really liked and, and converted it into, you know, like multi space studio spaces and stuff and um yeah, it had the commercial studio on the ground floor, second floor had the bar and then it had two floors of private studios above that so when when i first moved into there uh we moved into like one of the small private studios upstairs and uh yeah it was a really cool creative building it was it was was really fun to be part of that community and you know you're around producers all the time and bands all the time and you know and there's a bar as well. So yeah. yeah <laughs> you yeah. ever run out? But well, you
0: lived there. You were living there, bro. Like, well, that, that was You roofed it uh, for years. That, that was on the
3: down low. Like, technically... Oh, sorry. sorry.
0: But, you... frequented uh, <laughs> <didn't laughs> lived there.
3: Well, I mean, kind of, you just got to do what you got to do, though. I remember the cleaner would always be like, you're not living here, are you? And it's like, no, no, no. I'm just... on this mad, like, you know, working clock where i'm working through the night and the day and just can't yeah like just trying to blag it and not getting busted but yeah i remember like yeah when we but yeah you're right you're totally right when we first got the studio like literally we moved in we had no money and we hadn't we couldn't even afford food and we were just sleeping on the floor living on like you know 13p packets of noodles for breakfast lunch and dinner proper proper diy (laughs) like you know we literally just had even when you worked with us the first time we really only had like a few bits of gear we didn't have the console yeah. we just had like a, a computer and a few hand, you know a few mics really yeah, yeah and stands and stuff so it was it was pretty basic and whilst we were and there that room was and...
0: tiny as well i remember we were all <laughs> crammed in there trying to like put the guitars down and yeah yeah we went it was great mad. though i loved that they the, said was... obviously the second time round we had the downstairs studio yeah uh, that was super nice like there was a lot of space the drum room yeah. was amazing and then,
3: yeah you know. yeah the drum was a, room was a good size we had like a little um you know we were behind the bar which was pretty cool so you kind of yeah. you yeah. felt hidden away and then there was always that kind of you know if you need some inspiration Maddenness you can nip into the bar yeah it was a little bit too nervous.
1: easy it was kind of too easy at times it was like yeah i'm square and yeah. get a can from, from was it merv was it? Yeah. 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 the can, yeah. cans of uh Kronenberg for a pound it was like yeah, I have yeah. nothing to do for 10 minutes. I just go have a can, I suppose, and just go into the next room. <laughs>
2: so, yeah,
1: but
0: that—that that you'd, nice... you'd run into mad people in there.
3: Yeah, yeah. but, like, but... Like, like you guys experienced, it was quite fun how you could, you know, you'd be on a session and we had the mini lounge in the studio, but then there was, you open the door and you can just go chill in the bar, like it was mm-hmm. right next door. So it kind of yeah. almost felt like the bar was kind of part of the studio in a way. So it was, it was yeah, it was really fun.
0: But we did miss our flight back because <laughs> of that bar. Oh, Do you remember shit, that coffee? Yeah, we did.
1: Yeah, yeah. I forgot that.
0: Yeah, we were just was... so chilled and relaxed. We were just like <laughs> ha- having drinks, playing pill. We're like, we're just used to like Dublin Airport. We yeah, get like there in twenty minutes, minutes, minutes yeah. <laughs> straight down the M fifteen. You're there, and then it's like, oh, we're okay. We'll have one more can, and then it was like, fuck. I think that. Haxi- <laughs> I remember the taxi driver. Yeah. He was like a bullet going through London, trying to get us there. We missed it in the end. Ah, fuck that was man. annoying. Ah. Oh, well, am I just... am I right in saying, Justin, that you bought the desk from Fortress?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's right beside me. It's literally this is the console that we recorded your uh, session on. Fucking Yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, to be to be honest, that that studio, I you know, I I bought all the gear. <laughs> well, I ended up buying Dan out, and I bought all the gear that you would have seen in that studio, uh, yeah. bar the guitars, because you know he wanted his guitars, so he's not selling them. But <laughs> yeah, everything else I kind of took away um and i've kind of obviously you know accumulated other bits of gear but that's part of definitely part of my rig um so yeah this thing gets fired up every now and then like, i don't i don't use it on all my sessions but i use it you know occasionally yeah. it's definitely good. it's got its own sound like um, that's very much part of the sound that was utilized on that ep
0: so you have your own home studio now like, yeah, are you solely yeah based there or do you still uh like when we obviously were all in a uh, in lockdown now, can you record bands there or will you go and yeah i mean it kind
3: of depends on the bands that i work with like some bands um come here and we do you know whole records in my like this this studio is part of my house but it's it's um you know it's separate and it's it's primarily my mix studio but uh yeah i've I've got all the gear and the capabilities of, of of tracking bar drums here um but yeah i've got like some certain studios that i use i've got like a london-based studio and I, I do a lot of my drums in and i've got a studio in Reading that i do a lot of my oh yeah
0: you know, i remember the Reading one yeah yeah
3: yeah we, we did for the uh for the second hero the one after yeah. the yeah. obey one but yeah so i've that process and then i've been using a lot of other commercial studios so yeah i think back in the days when i was at fortress that really was my you know my hub that was my that's where mm. i went you know it was my studio but now i'm kind of a lot more here there and everywhere which i quite enjoy kind of it's more creative keeps me on my toes
0: yes you know, i get
3: handy. get to use different rooms get to use different gear it's yeah it's definitely a more creative experience nice but not to say that what we did with you know with the high points wasn't very much part of my you know like process and learning and and uh, yeah it was
0: definitely it was your very first project going as a solo producer
3: yeah 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 because me and that i mean i was originally my own producer
0: of my own and yeah sorry and but you know uh, you kind of
3: yeah yeah know. we teamed up for quite a few years and then um we decided to go separately and, and your that ep was the first you know proper project that i did on my own so um yeah that was a really that was a really important project for me
0: yeah oh, that's amazing yeah. Yeah, thanks uh, for trusting I'm... me guys oh of course man it was like <laughs> I think the fact that we were so like happy, even with the going back to the drum still thing, and then wanting this, and you were just like, "You're so cool about it." I think we were just like, <laughs> I think me and Comfy were just, and the rest of us, we were just delighted to be in London and recording <laughs> with you, and just yeah. being able to be in a suit a proper studio, with a you know, doing well, it mean, properly, we, we were just like, stoked about that. Yeah.
3: You guys have done your homework. I remember, like, you know, we were talking for quite a bit before you came over um i mean i, I don't think you I, did you send me like a phone recording
0: or anything
1: we had the little zoom thing remember we, yeah yeah we that was just it yeah yeah
0: yeah did we like hide it in the room because it was so loud what way did i can't even remember what way we had done it just like <laughs> a, any sort of quality yeah that it, you it could was, make out a song
1: it was <laughs> kind of we, i remember we actually went halves on that um in a little music shop because it was quite expensive it was like new technology at the time like they're a, dime yeah. a dozen at the moment but um yeah, we, we went halves on it, and I had this little cover. We're like, like, we're pretty loud when we're playing, and it's a really small room. It's like the box room in my parents' house we were rehearsing in. And, yeah. uh, it's going to get really loud. Are you sure these mics are going to be able to take it? It's like, yeah, stick it on the low gain set, and it'll be fine. It wasn't fine at all. Yeah, <laughs> we're not Garrett
0: Brooks, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, think, I think it was, remember, there was, like, bunk beds in that room in the corner. And I think I used to put it on the bunk bed behind a pillow. I remember, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I remember
0: yeah i remember going episode. up high i was like was our little cubby or something that we put it in It's
1: the top i think yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah
0: we found like a certain spot where we could um <laughs> jam out some of the songs and get it just that without
2: yeah
1: yeah That's without,
0: yeah. Yeah, without it just screaming back at you like <laughs> and i was like i think <laughs> i think we can send that so we were sending some stuff like that over here but we did have a friend um in badlands studios and he he kind of like it was it was a jam room where we used to jam but he could kind of mic stuff up and record in a separate room and i think we i, I don't know if you saw those demos or even you justin there was that the same recording comfy i'm terrible yeah. with dates you're the guy with the mad memory
1: yeah no i think it was like we did it for both in in badlands but, okay um, i think we sent a mixture of like rough kind of live recordings that Rough would have done in the studio, and then some from the Zoom. So there was like
3: a bunch of stuff we sent over. Yeah, and, yeah. I think I, I really do remember hearing things. I remember being reasonably familiar with the material when we, you know, when we started. Mm. And uh, yeah, I remember being just really excited about like the songs because there was so much energy. And uh, I just remember thinking you had the kind of songs were interesting and that you know like there was techie parts but then it was never too techy there was lots of groove so mm. yeah definitely it was ticking
0: all the boxes from my point of view cool um, yeah i remember thanks just <laughs> yeah, i remember thanks. just before it though as well um mapping out the tempos
2: oh yeah yeah.
0: and I was just like I just remember saying to Comfy, I was like I'm leaving you to this because I'm about to have a nosebleed there's so many tempo changes I'm like I don't even notice this when we're playing but when you have to sit down and break down your songs
2: because
0: like I I speak to Stephen about this quite a bit when we were writing back in the day
1: that's weird he just called me Stephen by the way I'm so sorry.
0: I just I did feel like calling you confio I don't Yeah, yeah just
1: just call it Confio Confo. That's just fucking weird, man. You've never called <laughs> this Compo, <thing.
0: laughs> Yeah. Uh, where was I? Just mapping out those songs. The tempos, yeah. Oh yeah. So when we were when we were writing songs, it'd be like especially for high points, I'd be like, All right, i have this writ and then I was like, I have this other bit, but it's in a complete different tempo doesn't really work but we we would just like go like right, here's a square peg let's just stick it into the circle <laughs> hole there and just mash it in there until it yeah. fitted i was like right do a guitar fill and i'll do a mad yeah. drum fill that leads into that tempo it's like right there we go and then we only when you hear it mapped out you're like that sounds mental so that's
1: yeah. i remember sitting there was actually uh, uh, adam we haven't mentioned adam yet um he yep, he yep. he helped kind of mapping that out mapping out those tempos. Yeah. Like he was he was the kind of technical minded one, i suppose like he understood he also understood music theory and we hadn't a fucking clue, so I guess that's why we were <laughs> yeah. we were just it, mapping that at all. it did help a lot, yeah, I remember him saying things like this doesn't make
3: sense, but it sounds good, so let's just go with it but, uh, <laughs> that's what it's all about though, isn't it like as long as it sounds it's all about how it sounds yeah 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 like absolutely. This, yeah. It's too many people worrying about logic and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's good, it's good, isn't it, to be able to have someone in the band that can kind of make sense of your madness.
0: Yeah. yeah. Adam was amazing yeah. at that, though. He really was. Like, yeah. myself and Confi would be literally punching the heads off each other. <laughs> 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 trying to get some sense out of this. I'm like, no, I'm right. And he could just come in and just be like, pure reasoning and logic like this. And you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's making loads of sense. I just like, it's like, right, yeah, he knows what he's on about, not yeah. me. Yeah,
1: I think that I think that really worked. Like, when I look back on, on those writing sessions, I think if we had, if Adam was, like, the way we were, we were both very pig-headed about our ideas and button heads a lot, if you had another person in the room like that, it would have been fucking chaos. No, like, it thankfully, work. no thankfully he was, like, kind of would sit back and listen to what was going on. And then would like yeah yeah if you just do this this and this that oh yeah Uh, kind of both ideas actually work now so So
3: was (laughs) was it was it really mainly you two just getting in a room and jamming was that the uh like how the songs Um, were conceived then
1: i guess i mean adam was adam was there it was always me gary Mm -hmm. and adam in the room um Mm -hmm. and yeah we i mean there was i don't know each song was different i suppose you would have ideas at home and bring them into the room and we just jam it out and then then it would just flow i guess
0: Another thing as well, like Adam used to, he'd call over to me sometimes before. Like at one point, Stephen, Stephen, ah! uh, (laughs) (laughs) Comfy was the only one who who was uh, who was driving. So Comfy would, yeah. So just say Adam would call over to me, and uh, I I might go. I have this little thing, like we'd be waiting for Comfy to pick us up to go jamming. I have this little thing, and he'd be like. Oh, I can throw this over and like we'd start a bit of a base of a song there. And then when we get to the practice room, comfy would be like, we'd be able to jam it out. And then songs were kind of, I don't know, like with all of them, like it, they all came from different places. Like Adam came up with his ideas, but it was literally yeah. three of us that were just, you know, in a room and just getting it done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I remember, um,
1: I remember there being days as well, like um, like Tree, trees, trees at mourn leaves. That's probably the song, and that's always been my favorite on the EP. But I remember that started with like you had the intro and like a verse and a chorus, but that whole outro just happened as a jam. Like yeah. I remember just like we were just at the end of a session. It was real late at night as well, and we had to finish in like twenty minutes. We just kept jamming. The whole thing happened like all those kind of tapping bits you were doing at the end and. It just fucking happened out of nothing. I just, I just think you yeah, remember that—that that being a moment where I was like, "Oh fuck, we're hit. We hit on something here."
0: Yeah. Um, I remember you, you, you. Um, were really. I can't remember who you were listening to at the time, but you wanted a. Excuse me. I just had me dinner. You wanted some sort of a, like an electronic kind of beat, if I remember correctly. John, a bit in the middle of high points before we go into the. Oh, it's in
1: trees. in trees
0: are under leaves. Yeah, tree. sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. You wanted kind of like electronic beat.
1: Yeah. Well, that was the that. That was, that was work. <laughs> yeah, it was an idea. But, like, yeah, but
0: like when we were jamming it, we were kind of like talking, maybe there we could do something. That would be and the then, spot, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, and then from there, we were like, we can build to a big ending. And that's when the tapping bits came in. And mm. I think I, I, I had this tapping, the main tapping bit that comes in there. And then Adam formed these chords in the back of it. Yeah. And we were just like, holy shit, that sounds like
2: yeah.
0: super epic and let's build it up. But I know in the studio some bits got taken out because I wanted to capture the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then you, I think Justin, you were the one was like let the chords re- play there and then bring it back in, which was like listen to it now, It's like that was perfect. Sorry dude, but, um, was i pissing in your cornflakes. <laughs> no, like you <laughs> pissing in your cornflakes. Uh, no, you helped out loads of stuff like that. Because like, I didn't know if I was overdoing it or
3: yeah it's just the benefit of coming in fresh like not knowing the journey that you've been on with the writing process you know like obviously I'd heard the songs but I wasn't too I hadn't listened to them too many times so I can kind of go off my gut reaction in the studio that's kind of how I like to roll so yeah, yeah. being fresh and just being kind of like this is what my ears are telling me I want no yeah. you're doing too much of that too little of this
0: no yeah was it was fun. it was like it was Definitely what I needed. That was a cool experience as
1: well. And I I don't know if you had worked with someone like that before, Gabriel. I'd never worked with somebody who would produce in that sense. Anytime I've been in studio up to that point, it was just like, oh, there are your songs. Let's just press record and put them down. And here's a mix, and there you go. I remember, like, even the first time we came in, it was like, even with my own parts, I think it was like, it might have been under my sky where I was completely overplaying on the chorus, just fucking way too much going on. And it was either you or Dan that said to me, like, no, you need to chill out there and let it breathe. And that was like the first time I'd ever experienced that. Where it's like, oh, no, no, actually, oh, wow. that's, that. This is this. This works. This works way better. The whole thing sounds better now because I'm not. I'm no. not trying to. I'm not trying to dominate the part. I'm letting it breathe. But to have a producer actually come in and say that—that that was my first experience of it. So
3: that's mad, man. I have yeah, yeah. no idea. That's crazy. But, but yeah, think, yeah, yeah, I think
1: that's why I was so excited when we went to do Eye Points. It was like I knew, and we discussed it, Gary as well. I knew when we went mm-hmm. in, it was like. When we get into the studio justin's gonna have his ideas as well and he's gonna take this up a level and like it was kind of it was kind of cool i think we almost like got the songs to a point where we were happy but we're like we know this is going to step up when we get into the studio
3: yeah so. yeah i think i think i definitely think it helped that we'd worked together before actually it kind of. Yeah. i always find that with bands like if i kind of know them or you know you'd, you'd work with them once before you get to that second project where you're just way more comfortable there's no more like bullshit. Everybody's just kind of like on a level when you can just be like completely honest and creative with people, and it's. I think that's when, yeah, the magic happens. You know, you can take it to the next level. I'm not saying that you know, first time
0: no, project wasn't good I or anything, think we, but we we learned a lot from the first session. Oh yeah. Writing wise, where you guys were able to kind of go, you know, as 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 just said, you know, maybe let that breed a bit. That's something I think that we took. Mm-hmm. Waiters like, you know, the song needs to breed here. Let something else roll here instead of spazzing out in the guitar or a, like a big drum fill is like just let that let that moment happen there with just the guitar and a simple beat right? not mm-hmm. to overplay and stuff I think the first time we went over like we were I still am and even high points as well but like obviously six where like you guys were doing that tech thing and we were mm-hmm. like we want to do that tech thing but you guys yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we just couldn't I think that's how we got our sound is trying to be like Sift or Mastodon or something like that and they just like yeah I can't play guitar like that so. But <laughs> well, I think you got like. But uh, just being able to like doing the the right time to be kind of techie mm-hmm. and adding that stuff in like you have to kind of still make it a song and make it you know listenable and put melody in there as well it can't all just be madness
3: and yeah. that's something
0: that I took away from the first session
3: yeah i mean there there are bands out there that do the madness thing and they do it really yeah, really yeah. well, but I just yeah I personally get a lot more enjoyment out of that kind of fusion of melody and tech and groove and yeah uh, but but not doing it in a boring generic way. There are loads of bands that fuse those three elements really, really well, but I think what I loved about hero was you you had your own style like you're you know there's so many like I can hear that's a Gary riff, and I can you know all the group grooves and the feels you can hear it's comfy like you guys have got your own signature with the way that you individually put things you know right and then the way that you kind of fuse your music together so um yeah yeah it's a shame it's a shame that it yeah it, oh. i'm not i'm gonna shut up i'm not gonna say anything that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right <laughs> sorry i started it i'm gonna stop it
0: <laughs> no it's all good it's all it's good. good um yeah i appreciate that
3: yeah, we
2: absolutely.
0: did. I think uh, me me and Confy, um, we listened to like I think we were heavily influenced by the same bands around mm-hmm. that time.
1: Yeah,
0: Sick Architects. Maybe not, I don't know, are you much on Mastodon back then? But
3: I was gonna say, I remember when you got to the studio as well, you were saying how you quite liked that Frederick Nordstrom kind of sound that he'd got with the Bring Me records. That's yeah, what so I was liked. just gonna say. Yeah, 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 ah,
1: that was, yeah. yeah. Suicide Season that. was out
3: at the time, yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you were kind of saying how this, yeah you quite like the tones and the way it was all put together and stuff. So that was kind of like a bit of an influence at that time, wasn't it?
0: I remember yeah. uh, we had a meeting before we started tracking and you, Justin, were like, right lads, um, what's the aim? Because I think you text me, he's like, what sounds are you looking for? If I remember correctly, uh, Comf- I was going to say Stephen again, you have it in your head. <laughs>
1: It is my name, I suppose, yeah, I you, have been called worse.
0: Want, <laughs> I think there was a maybe drum wise white pony yeah
1: always, always yes. always always, and I everyone. was kind
0: of and in the meeting I was kind of like, you know, um, I was nearly about to go I'd like to use like a fender tweed amp. <laughs> And a banjo I'm gonna get the banjo and the fender, <laughs> fender telly out with a tweed amp. The metal, <laughs> gonna get a metal zone <laughs> oh. <laughs> But I was shut down fairly quick. I wanted like kind of a nearly a, not a classic rock but like a heavy classic tone like every time I die or a, like the guitar tone off Leviathan or something. I didn't mm-hmm. want like a straight up this is like the guitar you know like the guitar tone is so compressed and yeah. Dr, 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 dr.
2: Oh, mm-hmm.
0: no, I was a bit I, we kind of had a discussion and I lost but, uh, I, think I love as well. we'll get on to the guitar tone and the what we use okay. as well. So
3: I think I remember you saying that you wanted to try something a bit more rock and we we played around some tones and uh yeah, I we think did, it was it was instance, really, it did. was really obvious that like the riffs that you were playing just suited that kind of No, hundred percent. Yeah, it suited that yeah. metal setup a little bit more.
0: I'm boring like that. I'm a I'm, a, I'm an old school style of guitar player. I'm <laughs> stuck not stuck like, in his ways. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I grew up listening to, like, old-style guitar playing. I just can't get my head around it, like, having all these, like, pedal, like these, like, guitar you and it's in Kempers and all that, which I know I would probably love yeah, if I got was. my hands on it. <laughs> Absolutely. But I'm like, oh, I need to get, like, a JCM 900. Maybe from 1972 was a good year. Still
1: <laughs> these, these young fellas these days with their profilers,
0: they just don't know <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, well, yeah, I don't know what, what else did we do in writing it. I can't even remember you come for your memories, fucking incredible. I, I can never really remember bits. I,
1: I think we kind of summed it up there. It was just, it really was just get into a room and
3: just bash our heads together until something came out that we all liked. Um, yeah. Which is amazing because, I mean, obviously times have changed and everybody sat around the laptop these days. And but yeah, like I, you know, when I used to be in a band, we, it makes me sound really old. Like we used to, first record, got in a room, everyone's just jamming, and like there's definitely a bit of magic can happen, can't it? Like it's
2: oh, yeah. definitely
3: yeah, yeah. you're you're bouncing off each other, and it's a lot quicker the way that you can kind of you know feel what it is that you want to put into the song and pick up other people's ideas and stuff. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, but vibing off like bouncing ideas off each other is like the best i mean everyone's vibing off what you're doing and getting excited about oh try this bit or you're trying to learn like i remember um uh, just came not be there um from the first demo what was the song called
1: uh,
0: new design so new design there's a there's a bit in that and uh i remember a comfy was like oh you just do like a slide and like a little chop slide. And I couldn't for the life of me get it. But then when it all linked in, the absolute buzz of playing that and like nailing it and getting it tight. And it just like adds to the song because you're, you're vibing off it and then you're like, right, we can go into this bit and go into that bit. And I then think with like you're, the, uh, act,
1: the accidents as well, I find that's the thing is like you get those happy accidents where it's like, mm. what the fuck was that? Like you make a mistake, but it's really, you think it's a mistake, but you listen back and it, like, that's really cool. I think it's probably... Really hard to capture that if you're sitting around a computer and looking yeah, at definitely. data on a screen. You you're not gonna get that kind of definitely. magic, I guess.
0: Yeah. Like I think the Raptor we wrote that in about an hour. We were just like buzzing wow. off. I know that, like bits changed. Maybe not maybe I'm wrong.
1: No, that came together hope. really quickly. That was the first that was the first song that was written for, for high points. Um, I do
0: know we changed the breakdown in it because I, couldn't I, play wanted, it I, wanted to, I wanted to break your legs with uh, the first breakdown I came up with.
1: It was fucking this was like fair factory fucking breakdown i'm <laughs> not fucking playing that we need to Trust do something a guitarist different.
0: to write
3: something ridiculous for drums
1: eh? yeah yeah exactly i remember, when, I remember we, we, did we were
0: doing pre-production with aiden cunningham we did sure. yeah
1: and i was trying to put oh. it down and i remember being like that that's just not gonna happen and then that breakdown uh that ended up in the song just kind of came to me. I'm like, this is a bit more achievable, so we'll go with this.
0: I think you got that, that uh, breakdown out of anger as well. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like, fuck this! And then you like, that actually sounds amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened, actually, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Shout out well, Aidan Cunningham as well, legend. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: yeah cool. man. Um, right, so we should probably talk about recording because we're at this, must be up to an hour now.
1: I think so. Really?
0: Yeah.
1: Jeez. It's, it's definitely 40 minutes anyway, because Zoom tried to kick us out there a second ago. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we're all good.
0: But we should start with, uh, where we talked about drums um, and the snare, and, you know, let's go on to drums again then. <laughs> Natural progression, I suppose. <laughs> let's just keep talking about the drums.
3: I mean... Comfy, you you nailed it, man. I just remember, like, yeah, we spent a bit of time getting it set up, getting it tuned, you know, faffing around with mics, the usual kind of stuff, and then you just hit them really, really hard, and you didn't stop hitting them hard until we finished. (laughs) Yeah, you just went into
0: warp speed. It was like you're in the zone.
3: You're you're one of those drummers who's not. You're like, is he actually human? Is it really? But yeah you, you, you did it you, you
0: you were good man like it
3: was you just made my job really easy there's like that feeling of like you set the kit up you set the mics up and it's just like boom you know next thing you know it's done
0: yeah uh, i do remember uh, sitting in the the room with you Justin, when and you were just like there's literally not much i need to edit here yeah. like this is literally very yeah. easy to like my job's yeah. very easy tonight yeah i some remember listening. it
3: was one of those days where i was like yeah i could just be eating food right now and just chilling just having yeah. a drink you know
1: like that's like thank you for that Justin. that was very very nice what you said there i really appreciate that um but also like that was the thing i was i how do i put this obviously sick like one of one of my favorite bands so it's a big deal for me to be in the studio with you guys so gary knows this i practice those songs every day months before I went in because I was just the way I thought was like Dan Ford from six one of my favorite drummers like Justin's used to that guy so (laughs) I I need to be on my fucking I need to be on this when I get in there so it actually preparing for those sessions and those sessions I still talk about now like I did a a podcast a drum podcast over here recently and I spoke spoke about it about how important those sessions were to my playing how much work I put into that and then how much confidence I got from going into the studio with the singer from one of my favorite bands and actually in thinking I'm half decent. So that was, that was a big thing for me actually. So.
3: Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I, yeah, I always, I mean, I always think like if you do your homework, like, I mean, there, there there's so many ways that bands, you know, like with the technology you've got and the gear that you've got, you can kind of, as a producer, you can kind of deal with any situation these days. So, you know, I, I some bands come in and the drummers have never even played the songs and it's all been programmed. And that's the first time they're playing the songs. And obviously I'm kind of my role shifts from into kind of like, okay, how am I going to help this guy be able to play these parts? And, um, you know, you you kind of have to help carry someone through the session. That's, that's the extreme opposite end from what you came in. You came in like prepared knowing your stuff and it was amazing. And I've definitely noticed with like, you know, like the, the bands that have had to travel to the studio and, 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 you know, there's a lot of preparation going. I'm not, I, mean, actually, I mean, most people do preparation, but yeah, I've definitely noticed the kind of the bands that are traveling from overseas and stuff. They are the bands that are working the hardest because they're like, right, we, we, we're going to go over there and we're going to destroy, we're going to make this session. And what happens is you, you can enjoy your session more because you've done your homework, you know, the muscle memories there, yeah. you can turn <laughs> up and then you can, you know, you can potentially relax more, enjoy the session more, and then, you know, be less stressed and get, get more out of the session and yeah. um so yeah it was i i can yeah, i can see that it was like yeah it was it was a more enjoyable session for you as well actually because you just yeah you were you were chilled you went with the flow and we, and we got a good drum tone and you just fucking hammered it out and it was done like it was this is as easy as that if you've done your homework it is easy right like yeah. it's yeah it kind of takes the stress out of it yeah that
1: no, was cool it's definitely definitely fun
0: that's
1: uh, enough talking yeah,
0: about I talk me. The <laughs> <laughs> I always get real Justin, where it? you going? <laughs> he's frozen. Justin! He's back there in go, the room! <laughs> Finally! Sorry! <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Jesus! Technology these days.
3: Man, full-on power cut, the whole house, everything went down. But yeah, oh. everything's back up.
0: Sweet. Yeah. Uh, what, what were you talking about? Was it... Confy's drums. We'd finished
3: yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. The man knew his
0: shit. He was prepared. He nailed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guitars, I suppose. That came up next, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We did rhythms next. That's the way we roll. Um. Amp, 65 or 5. Or was it so the we, 5150?
3: Uh, I think it was a 65 5 because we PV recalled the 5150s when Eddie left so we got sent out 655s instead so it would have been okay. 655 but we tried and out the blackstar first didn't we, we No didn't. Was, we we uh, yeah yeah you're right we had we had the 200 thing and we we tried out like I don't know we played around with some rock tone
0: The blackstar Star did make the cut though as well for some of the dirtier uh distortions so I think my clean parts and some of my um soloy bits we used the Blackstar. And then for the chunkier yeah. stuff was the PV with the yeah. Tube Screamer. Yeah. That's when I got That's introduced what? to a Tube Screamer was those sessions. I was like, this oh, is a game changer here. Yeah,
3: yeah you got to use a Tube Screamer, man. It tightens your tone up, gives you that, like, I don't know, it just gives you the edge as well, doesn't it? Like, obviously, you know, an amp's only got so many settings, you can only do so much with it. It's just nice to have something in front of it that you can choose how hard you're driving the amp you know, because there's a valve head, you know, sometimes you want to hit those valves really hard to get the saturation out of them. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, we're talking 2010 as well. Like we didn't, have, you know, there's not, I think there are a lot more options on the market now for pickups. But like, I think 2010, like, I don't think there were, you know, I don't think there was as many options. And people weren't swapping out pickups as much. I know mm-hmm. we had a PRS and we had that Jaden in the studio as well. So I think the Jaden was pretty hot. Had bare metal. I, I don't
0: remember this. Yeah,
3: it was I like, know you, uh, said
0: we, you said, I definitely remember those two guitars, but I can't yeah. remember the Jaden.
3: Yeah, yeah. Jaden Rose Smith. I don't know. Jaden Rose, I think his name is. But yeah, he, he makes, they're kind of like Black Stars. They're these like really thin, like, you, you know, like crazy words, like beautiful yeah, guitars. Yeah. And I think it they're, had, like, they're bare, Black Machines. Yeah, like it's kind of like the Black yeah. Machine guitar. Um, but yeah like uh i think it had bare knuckles in it maybe um so yeah it was pretty hot coming out yeah I, I reckon we might have used it for the rhythms but you you think we used the prs do you
0: i have more uh i remember more using if i i think it was the red prs i used the red and the blue on the first mm-hmm. uh was it not a gold the- one was there not a gold PRS? Oh. There was a gold one as well. Comfy <laughs> trolls it into the mix. Yeah, I just I, yeah.
1: I, I think I remember I definitely remember Adam doing a lot of his guitars with a gold PRS. Oh okay. I think you use it as well, Gary.
0: Uh, probably point. Well, you did. you I it have a couple a of the guitars. It rings a bell. Maybe we did some overdubs with the Jaden. I think so. I think some of the solo bits maybe.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a it's a beautiful guitar. Like I yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. But um, what, yeah, it was, um, a was really nice.
0: it a Zillicab? I don't know if we had the Zillas
3: back then. I think it was a PV cab. I think it might have been a Blackstar cab, you know. I think it might have been the, the Red Artisan cab. But I, do you know what? I had this really weird memory of you, of us playing around with loads of mics and me being like, I'm going to use a kick drum mic on a guitar amp to get all the uh, the woof out of the guitar.
0: Do you remember Yeah. That? And yeah. I, I found
3: the picture of the the mics blend because um, I think I did blend like, Like all the mics and print them down into one, maybe, you know. I think because I used to do that back then, and uh, you know, like being I'm a bit of a wuss these days, I tend to keep them separate, but yeah, I think we were we were bullshit, we we dialed in the tone that we were really happy with, and we just printed it and committed to it. And yeah, uh, yeah, there was definitely a D1112, one of those AKG kick. You know the egg kick drum mic yeah
2: yeah.
3: because um, they've got this kind of cool like uh 2k push you get this knock that's what helps give the knock on the kick drum as well as getting the sub and uh yeah blending that with a 421 and the 57 which are your kind of normal go-to mics on, on for guitar amps but blending in that kick drum mic gave us something a little bit more unique that we were just really enjoying
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. You were like, "Can I try it?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, just do you. <laughs> you do you. I trust you. Do what you want."
3: Yeah. I, know. I mean, they say like when you on the on the, the packaging of the D one twelve, they're like, "Oh, you can even use it as a vocal mic if you want, like an old school sound or something." So uh, yeah, you you should never be restricted by what you know you think you can do with a mic. You should always just try it out and see. You know, especially blending mics. You know, you can get quite unique tones. So yeah, definitely part of that high points tone is that d112 blend yeah. in. i forgot yeah. about
0: that and i love the guitar tone i was i, I listened yeah, was to the, fun, the ep today and we walk and like i was just trying to like dissect and just li- dis- listen to different things i absolutely love the guitar tone on it i think it was like we got that kind of heavy guitar tone that as a group we wanted but the stuff that kind of more uh not rocky sounds but i think the black star really brought in some of that less metal tone it yeah. kind of gave it a bit more uh diversity than just like a heavy tone we, we it kind of like balanced it out a bit
3: yeah because we, we had the, the 200 series uh four channel head as well as the artisan head so we were using the artisan for the cleans i think we're using the, the 200 series for the um for, like, the crunches and the kind of, mm. you know, just like overdubs and stuff. I think we might have even used a pod, like, a rack mount pod for some crazy, weird overdub tones
0: as well. Yeah. Did the delay come from of... that as well? Yeah. I've got oh, I think you created of... the delay, if I remember correctly. Did you? Like... I mean, I,
3: maybe with, like, a combination of the pod and Pro Tools and stuff. But yeah, we definitely did some, like, some gnarly sounds. I wanted to, like, layer up some of the riffs and have them, like, you know, just like really dirgy tones. So we were like just dialing in like stupidly horrible tones on the pod and just recording it down as well. Yeah.
0: I can even remember at one stage screaming into the pickups of (laughs) the PRS.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's in
1: the build-up to the breakdown and part in the storm. You can hear
0: some sort of weird fucking sound going on. It's you screaming into a mic. It kind of sounds like a (laughs) whale in the distance. Yeah. (laughs) If anyone has listened to this, but on the build-up to the breakdown of partner Dom, you'll hear like a, a weird bellowing sound that's kind of distant. That's me screaming into the pickups. Oh, the pickups? The PRS. Yeah. yeah. Ah. I was screaming into the pickups of the PRS and it was going through the 6505. It's fun, man. Again and again. <laughs> I was screaming into it and, and these noises came out. I was like, right, that's, that sounds great. Uh, I think Adam had the... Uh, I think Adam was very much using just the PR or the PV. I don't think he swapped.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I seem to remember like um, Adam played a few of kind of the more chunky metal kind of riffs, didn't he? The more palm-muted stuff.
0: His We're right hand of... is next level, so he was able to do the breakdowns way better than me. I, I We just got cut off there. We We had a funny conversation about adam coming up with a breakdown or what was it the in the rapture i was like i don't want to learn that so i'm just gonna put oh the, yeah the, the lady solo wee <laughs> bit underneath it <laughs> leave it
1: over well actually that yeah i mean that was yeah like you're saying adam's right hand
3: was just insane how tight he was and yeah. how clean he was i remember us having a a conversation as well when we first started tracking the guitars as well we we laid down a few like you know test uh takes just to see what the two of you kind of felt like as guitarists and it was like really obvious that like yeah like gr's got his kind of you know gary you've got your style well obviously writing a lot of the riffs you felt really comfortable playing them but then some of the kind of like super metal parts like it was more adam's thing and you know it was nice that you the two of you were very comfortable with each other and it was you know there was no egos in the room and you were able to just pass the guitar between the two of you and you know, it was just yeah. a case of like who plays this riff better and whoever played it better like laid it down and yeah, um, uh, yeah. that's kind so of brought
0: back memories to me like like he'd be sitting on the couch and I'd be playing something and then I remember going to him I can't remember what riff it was I was like you play this so much better than me and then he'd jump in and play it and I was like does that like a Pick harmonic here, and I was like, Adam, you get those things screaming, and he'd take yeah. the guitar and do that, and then yeah, I. Yeah, so
1: I, me- I actually remember distinctly. You'd be like, oh, fuck this." <laughs> you play, you <that."> play. <laughs> 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 I nearly thrown the guitar. on. I think it was a breakdown in high points because it's just all those triplets. So you're like, no, no. But it was like, take that. Even triplets though, were <laughs> they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The part in high sure. points. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a, that's a. That was an That was Adam's idea, actually. Was that the 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 dentures in a row?
0: Was that he was working for the HSE? Maybe I'm wrong, but he did create write a breakdown of some guys' dentures, like because each tooth
2: there's a chart
0: that your teeth are. um, They give them numbers for I think the quality of the tooth.
1: Yeah,
0: and he wrote a breakdown of some guys.
1: That's it. Dental
0: uh, records, and that's yeah. the breakdown in high points of New York. That's Love. it. It's all, That's
1: amazing. It's all groups of triplets, yeah. Like there's like a three, a two, a five, and uh, yeah, it's based off that chart. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Interesting <laughs> fact, but that's actually. We should actually try, we should
1: try we should contact a guy and see what his teeth are like now, write another <laughs> breakdown. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I don't know what else you could write um, a breakdown. But yeah, the, like, you know, opening the doors here, aren't you?
1: Yeah, we did have one before that didn't make the cut. Remember, um remember the fan we had in the jam room?
0: Oh, that's brilliant!
1: And it got, it got kind of stuck, and I was doing this kind of da kind of thing. And Adam just started playing the thing, and I jammed along, and I'm like, "That's fucking cool." That was an idea. It didn't make the cut, but yeah, a fan that got stuck in the room making this weird sound inspired a
2: potential
1: breakdown.
0: That's a gas. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the guitar, like, pretty sure we've covered all of it. Yeah, like we, so
2: we, we didn't. I
0: like, we didn't go too like we we with sounds and using different mics and. But I think you know. For the rhythm the st- rhythm stuff, we kept it quite simple. I think it's just doing the soloy bits, and uh, that's when we we kind of played around with the black star and. I reckon we would
3: have uh we would have messed around with all the amps and gear, worked out what would have worked, you know, what we were liking, what you guys were digging off, what you were, you know, what felt right for the record and then rhythms down, I reckon we would have jumped into bass after. That's and right. And then come yeah. back to all the guitar overdubs at the end whilst we were doing vocals like that's definitely yeah. I don't know. I feel like since I've started production, that's definitely how my brain works where I want no, to. No, get... you
0: definitely done that. Yeah. I remember we had the bass. Yeah, the the rhythms done. As soon as the rhythms were down, we would have jumped into bass. Into the bass. And yeah. something with the tuning. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. if the bass kinda is slightly off, you'll notice it more when I'm putting my solo bits onto the song. You go, Well, the bass is kinda out there. Yeah. So you need to lock it up with the rhythm as best as you can and then mm. is that how works?
3: Yeah I think I think I mean like I I always think that riffs are predominantly written on the guitar so it makes sense to get the rhythm guitar down and then almost play the bass to the rhythm and then it's, I mean it's normally a way of checking to make sure that the um the bass player is playing to the riff as well because if you start yeah. tracking you know like obviously there's loads of great bassists out there but there's a few bassists that can slip under the radar who don't always know what they're playing and then if you record them before you record the the rhythm guitar, you're, you, you know, as a producer, you're, a real, you're in real trouble, man. Like if the guy's laying down the wrong riffs or whatever. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to spend the time getting. And, it, and also, it's easier to hear notes, you know, to hear if something's in tune on a guitar than it is yeah. to hear a bass. The bass is an yeah. octave lower. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just easier just to record in metal to record the rhythm guitar first. So, yeah, we definitely would have yeah. done the rhythm guitar. We would have done the bass. Um, I think 2010, we would have just recorded a DI, but we would have also split out into for you guys for fun. We split out into the guitar rig, didn't we?
0: Yeah. Uh, so I was I gonna remember... say,
1: sorry, I was going to say. I think like you're saying, they're getting the the bass locked to the guitar. It's pretty handy to have the guitar player actually playing bass. Hell yeah! The bass. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that made it slightly easier. That the same. had a place. busy week. A yeah busy A busy week, Fucking certainly did. Um, I reckon a few points, I'm pretty shrunken
0: sure. at yeah, the end of each of your days. We hit they, Camden, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> pissed some of the days, after dying getting to the studio. I but, remember um, you
3: being pretty hanging most mornings, actually.
0: And there was a we were there for Paddy's day as well. We were oh, yeah. dangerous. Yeah, that was that was rough. Um. Yeah. And
1: but they had the off license. Sorry, just on that the off license on the way back to that dodgy hostel we stayed in, where I think he got eight cans for five pounds or something. Um, Nice. And we just drink. Yeah, I was. What was it? Ten pounds a night or something where we stayed?
0: Um, one of us got it for ten pound. I think we had to pay twenty. Was it? I think
1: it was. I I, for some reason thought it was ten pound a night. It was. We, they should have paid been. us to be honest to stay there. Stay, <laughs> it was actually. It, <laughs> it was so like funny. Was paying ten
3: pound a night. Yeah. <laughs> like. yeah. yeah,
0: I remember we got there and uh, it was like the seediest room. I was like, oh, this is horrible. It's in the basement
1: as well. It's not window. Yeah, and anymore. I had
0: one of these. Had one of these really old like tiny tellies. You had a little box tellys. Open that. Oh, and yeah. it had like the a DVD player like was built into it. And I was like, lads, I. Guarantee it as a porno in that. And Adam went over and pressed eject. Out comes a porno. I, like, I don't want to be here. I was like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Uh wash everything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. I used the Fender P bass, right?
3: Nice. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Who owned? Like my...
0: I don't <laughs> I know. Bring it.
3: <laughs> it wasn't my know. one, was it? Like I've I've got like oh, a really cheap P bass, but it's it's a Squire.
0: That is just a Fender as a pro. I think it was black. black was it? Bass.
3: Was it a five string? I
1: don't think it was. I think he played four string.
3: So. Yeah. yeah, actually no. I don't think I knew that guy who I'm thinking of. I don't know. I don't know where you got it from. Maybe you found it in a hostel or something.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I don't know where that... Oh, did someone in a different studio give us a lend of it for a few hours? If I can remember correctly, there was a guy in another studio and he might have... There was like a rack of guitars and he's like, you can grab one of the basses and we just re-strung it and it sounded amazing. Oh, you're giving me a memory. Um, you're giving... Oh, man. Was there another band who was recording? Because Weller had an, was doing other stuff at night when well, you were recording. Hang the on. Well,
3: well, Weller was recording. He was doing Young Guns. So it could yeah, have been yeah, the Young yeah. Guns bass. Could I mean, have been. I, I, was, I was friends with the guy on the top floor of Fortress and he had a load of guitars and basses up there. It could have been his bass. I don't know.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember at all. I remember it sounding great in a play great. But yeah, we literally just DI'd it and then straight into the p b sixty five five
3: yeah, we still screamer we, as well
0: we, we still yeah i I suspect
3: that's actually a bit of a taboo, isn't it like you probably sh- we probably shouldn't have split it into a guitar rig. it's probably not great for the guitar rig to get a bass <laughs> through we it, did but... talk
0: about that at the time, <laughs> Justin. And you were like, well, let's experiment <laughs> <laughs> but it sounded really good so. it did yeah. it did I don't think. I- we were looking for any really pretty bass tones or the, like the bass playing on it, it's still solid with the drums. Like I there wasn't going to be any frills or, so I was like, let's just make this filthy. And, and there's definitely we, we, something. Sorry, go on. No, I'm just saying, I think it, it ended up being like, we got really nice tone, but it was like, Dirt as well, not bad yeah. dirt. Like as in, there was yeah. great to it, and it just locked yeah. in with the drums really well.
3: Mm. Yeah, no, it's definitely something about paralleling bass into like different signal paths, and uh yeah, I think running it through the guitar rig, we got that gnarliness that locked it in with the guitars, made yeah. it like the the dirty dinosaur tone that kind of like stomped around in the mix you know it was it was nice but yeah dude i mean yeah it's all about the playing as well like um you know the pick attack the digging in and like definitely i remember you were you know you were on it like you were fucking beating the shit out of that string but you're one of those players where you can kind of you you naturally tune to your pick attack so obviously, I don't remember us having any problems with the tuning. Like maybe they were, every now and then we were, yeah, we were a bit like, oh, maybe you're a bit sharp here or something. Let's just play that and, have, you know, let's retune the bass or whatever. But you, you were really on it. Like, I remember the bass, I guess, bass tracking being really quick.
0: Well. Uh, Yeah, I got maybe, the track We got, got the songs done in a few hours, I think. Did Especially you know, considering
1: actually, Sorry, did you know, Justin, that that um, the first time me and Gary were in a band, he was actually playing bass?
3: Is this it? Is so were you in so what was Gary's band when you were younger when I first met you, Gary? No,
1: I I wasn't it I was wasn't clergy. in that band. Oh. He was in clergy. Yeah.
3: Clergy, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You gave yeah. Me Maybe you guys to the voodoo
0: lounge. Hey. In, I remember Yeah. I remember how I, I first met you. I was like, Oh, I need to find a phone shop now. Yeah. Can you yeah. help me? <laughs> we went to Stevens Green, I think it was. Oh no, Jervis. Beautiful day, Justin. <laughs> We fell for each other that day.
3: That's a romantic tale, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Then we Good went times. to Fibbers that night, actually. You went, you went early. You were like, ah, on the road, man. Ah, oh, classic Gary's,
3: the like, I'm like, dude, I've got to leave. My, my bus is about to go. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. stay and drink. That's, Come on, such a bad.
0: what happened.
3: I'm like, I've gotta go. The rest of the band
0: the rest of the band was having a great time drinking. You were like, Oh bro, I've been drinking every night, man. I've been drinking every night, man. I need to go. You were staying like they were staying in the four what's it called? The four course hostel, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah. Okay. And it's only down the street. You could have stayed for another.
3: How do you how do you remember (laughs) my life better than I
0: remember
3: Gary? Not fair. I just this, I've got these blurred memories of like hanging out with Gary, but I'm never sure which time is which. And, like, <laughs> I do, I get that as to well. One.
0: <laughs> we did talk about um, when we went to the sixth shows back in 2007.
3: Well, like, yeah, trying to figure Yovel, out where we yeah. were
0: and Yeovil uh, and we went to Newport as well.
1: We, well, yeah, I was sectioning, yes, I have no recollection of your set in Newport. None. <laughs> Neither it didn't do I. Happen. <laughs>
2: you're, not, you're not the only
3: one. <laughs> what was the name of that place again, that venue? Oh, T-T-J's. TJ's. TJ's.
0: Yeah, it
3: was. See, I don't, I don't know if that place even exists anymore, but like, I think the rumours were that apparently Kurt Cobain proposed to Courtney Love there or something. Interesting. I have no idea if that's true. That's In just Newport? Sort of shit.
0: Yeah. You wouldn't want to do it in Newport. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah. that
3: venue was like, it was yeah it was it was they the backstage was the upstairs and it was literally like here's a dirty mattress on a dirty floor which basically looks like a load and a dirty toilet in the corner of the room that looks like a skag den it was just like man yeah
0: so we I need there. to not be here i thought right that was Yovel.
3: no no that's no, i remember being
0: upstairs lot. and seeing the mattress and i was like that is oh boring. dude that's that's tj's yeah Yo- Yovel was okay. the ski lodge yeah yeah, Yo- yeah was... Yeah. It was quite, It was
3: kind of a. It was a nice ski lodge. It was just a bad venue, like for a gig. It was just a weird little room. It was it? weird, that, but it was great. But it had like the upstairs, didn't it, with the uh, yeah. you know the, the little balcony. But
0: yeah, we would have played there with Architects and other bands. It would have been. Fun. Yeah, it was with Architects. Yeah, they were. Yeah. I think they just brought out real at that point. Oh, I was just before they brought real. Just out.
1: before real, I think. Yeah, they were still playing a lot of Nightmare stuff at the time. Yeah. They're super young, I think. They were like eighteen or nineteen at that stage. Something. Not even. <laughs> yeah, I that's think. mental. Yeah. <laughs>
0: they were so young then. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. we're off the topic.
1: Sorry, yeah. Um <laughs> Do yeah. you guys
0: want to start the vocal thing? I'm just gonna need to go do a wee wee. I can pause <laughs> this because so I need then. to as well. So we reconvene
3: in like a few minutes then.
0: Yeah, I'll just pause
1: it <laughs> for a sec.
3: <laughs> All right, All right, bye. Cool.
1: All right. Back in a sec, bring <laughs> right a sec. Yeah. Got a
0: cup of tea, so nice. Back, Yeah, we're back. <clears throat> right, some vocals. Where do we start? You're a vocalist, Justin crack <laughs> <laughs> Uh you normally start with some
3: lyrics and some melodies and some rhythms. Uh so
0: yeah, we had um, young Anto Clavin come in for that session. Yep. Um yeah, I think from the first EP um he had Phil Conway. who uh, was a very I don't know quite, metal quite vocalist. Mi- he was very good at a, you know that kind of lamb of God kill switch engage style. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah um, he, had a great, he had a great, great metal tone, but yeah, yeah definitely. And and so definitely brought something very different to the table for you guys, didn't he? Yeah,
0: or like I completely did- different. We didn't. I don't. I don't. I didn't even expect what he came out with. I knew what he was about and I knew what he was capable of, but when we heard it back, I was like, fuck. Like, as a lyricist, I was, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, Yeah. And yeah, you just got some, I don't know what you got out of him, Justin but Yeah. You pulled something out of him that was like, holy shit. Like, he absolutely nailed it.
3: Yeah. I mean, I I definitely felt like, I mean, the first you know my first uh contact with him he was giving me the lyrics like reading through the lyrics the lyrics were really creative and like you guys you've got your your styles like there was definitely a real style there um but yeah his his delivery it was it was energetic but it was heavy um mm. but there was like a, a real uniqueness to his performance i kind of felt a bit like Ross Robinson in the sense of you know when he did those glass jaw records or whatever, and you're just kind of like letting the singer off the, le- you know, off the leash. And it's just like, he's, he, I, yeah, I don't know. Like every take was different, but it was really fun. Like with yeah. that. it was like, it, you know, it, it wasn't like, okay, so tell me how this section goes. It was a case of like, let's hit record and let's see what this guy does. Mm. And um, yeah, I kind of felt like quite early on in the, in, in the process that I didn't want to tame him. I just wanted to let him go and just run. And it was one of those really rare occasions where it just sounds like, you know, for most singers that, that would be dangerous. You know, you'd let them off the leash and that every take would be different and you'd be like sat there as a producer, like, Oh my God, I've got all these takes. And I don't know what the hell mm. to do with them. Um, but no, it was like every tape was different and unique and it was just the case of like choosing, like it was, yeah, I think we didn't like, we didn't do loads of tracking. It was just the case of doing a handful of takes and just grabbing my favorite bits and being like, okay, that section there sounded amazing. I love what he did, and let's grab that. And then kind of just did like a comp, and then just got a playback, and then he vibed off of it. You guys vibed off of it, and then we did a few punch-ins and then it was it was it's pretty much done. It was really quick. It was really easy. Like he definitely, you know, he he'd done his home. He had a vision, didn't he? He kind of knew what yeah, he yeah. wanted to do uh, on top of your music. Um, yeah. So it was just kind of a case of like letting him go with it. But I re- I definitely remember there are some points where. Maybe he kind of what he was doing could have been a bit too left field of what you guys were doing. So it was a case of like reining them in a little bit in, in a few mm-hmm. places, uh, or just kind of thinking about you know the, the, the general progress of the song and like what would kind of come naturally next and stuff. So yeah, I definitely it was really fun working with him. Like he yeah. he was you know he took on board everything that we we threw at him. Like he, yeah, he definitely uh, was a team player. Right.
0: Like, yeah. No. He was. I think you're right as well. But like, it's very easy to, like as you said, trying to if someone's like, they're 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 on it, but then they start drifting away and trying to get them back. I did. Who was it? Does a director? I can't remember who it was. And supposedly, when they're writing, the way it's going to be laid out or the look or the movie, or whatever it is, they write one sentence, and it's like you don't trim any fat off the sentence. The sentence could be. This movie's about monkeys. And mm-hmm. he, when he's writing everything out, he has to keep coming back and, fuck, it's about monkeys. I need to stick with that. Because you, your mind does go off. So I think you're right with, uh, like, Anto, he, he, he had that vision. But I, I do remember some things, kind of, we had to rein it in going, right, do you think we should put that in? Or maybe but we'll keep the essence of what he wanted to talk about in the song I as well. I
1: remember he wrote the, a lot of the lyrics that week as well like he had like he had um uh, bits of lyrics he didn't have i don't think he had anything actually finished when we went over and he purposely did that and i remember that kind of stressed me out at the time i was like what the hell oh, do you yeah. mean we were like in the airport going over like you're getting on the plane to record you don't have the songs finished what the fuck like boy, <laughs> that yeah i remember like this is like if he just not put the effort in or what it was but he was like he wanted to do that because he wanted to kind of have the songs come together and be writing as stuff was being tracked, and I remember one day actually we were there. He he didn't come into the studio. He just kind of went off on his own for the day, and wrote like all the lyrics to Trees That Mourn Their Leaves. And then when it came time, as you're saying, it came time for him to track, he just nailed everything. But he yeah he was quite late with it. With, uh, yeah, I mean I've
3: I've definitely over the years like I've I've worked yeah, there's, there's two types of singers out there. There's one type that are like. They they need to do their homework. They need to know exactly what they're doing to the T. And then there's the other guys that can just turn up and mm. then kind of, they've got a vision, but they haven't quite got all the, you know, like everything like completely nailed. So, and, and because they've kind of got it in their head, what they're doing, they can, they're just one of those guys that can just fucking wing it. And it sounds amazing because they're in the moment. And it's mm. like, yeah, I definitely, it's every musician's worst nightmare to be in a band with that guy. Cause it's like, <laughs> because you're stressing, cause you've done all yeah. your homework and then you're like, we're here now we're in the studio. this is it. It's like you know make or break time, yeah. and then this guy's kind of like, yeah, it can be really stressful for for musicians, but yeah I mean he he did it and he excelled and, and he did it real good i mean this there's, there's that Quincy Jones you know quote that i I always live by it's like you know um you turn up to the studio uh I think this is more applicable to singers than musicians I but uh yeah, you turn up to the studio uh knowing what you're doing, but you leave that room for for god or magic or whatever you you know for studio magic you leave that mm-hmm. little bit of space for i'm in the moment and i'm feeling it and suddenly now i'm feeling this and it all kind of makes sense and i do think because obviously you know in metal we kind of need the music to be written first and then you often write vocals to the music yeah. so obviously mm-hmm. that scenario happens more with vocals than it does with music i mean if you turn up to the studio and the music's not written like we're in trouble, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna take a long time to make that record, but um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, he's a talented guy. He, he he pulled it out of the bag, like totally, and uh, like you know, laid it down. It was good. It was again, like all of you guys, you just you made it so easy for me. Like, what was I doing in those two weeks? I was just sitting there, just pressing record, yeah, having a gym. good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's it's that feeling of like when you work with musicians that know what they're doing, where you don't feel stressed about what you know obviously your ears are listening to every take but you've got that confidence in knowing like yeah these songs are amazing this is going to sound amazing you don't have to stress about everything you can you can kind of relax and then also you can get a bit more creative with them and and you know you're not thinking oh my god how am I going to make this sound good you're thinking okay how do I help make this sound insane and make it sound
0: amazing? yeah no, I guess awesome. I did talk about monkeys for a minute, and uh, I don't know if it made any sense, but we should move on to talking about at that. Leak there. Have
1: you drink taken, Gary? <laughs>
0: the monkeys, bro, the monkeys. <laughs> well, you get what I was saying, right? I was just thinking, I was like, did I actually just oh, talk it made sense. about monkeys? Yeah, yeah, it did. Right. Um, if it yeah, didn't I'll just take it out <laughs> Nah just leave it <laughs> Fuck it You actually made a guest appearance In Under My Sky Yeah
3: Justin
0: Yeah Hill. I heard your song didn't I You Sorry, fucking guys. That song I listen to that song all the time now Just for the chorus Yeah absolutely uh, Bashed it out of the ballpark
3: <laughs> I that's love not, that That's not on yeah. high
0: points though is it That song. It is yeah Yeah
3: yeah, yeah, oh, the okay. re, re-recorded Shares. version. Sorry, guys. Shows how much I am. Oops.
1: Well, you were yeah, on, the, t- you were on I- the new design as well. You did, you did a little vocal and, oh,
0: at the end of the new design.
3: Oh, I'm ruining all your songs. Bloody yeah. hell. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I don't think... I, like, I've, I've recorded with you a good few times, like, with the Welcome Go stuff and the other hero EP, Obey. And I don't think I've been in a studio with you and you haven't. Like, i have just like, Justin, you're singing. So <laughs> we can—I don't know what way you want to do this, but we're going to be singing.
3: <laughs> it's because I've got like a girly voice and I can sing high notes. That's probably what it is. So yeah, I—I I, to be honest, I—I have to break it to you, Gary. You're not the only one. I do sing on quite a few of my productions because I can get I those
0: like silly notes. Yeah, I know people are just like, well, we have, you know, one of the best singers around recording us so he's going into the vocal booth to do a few ha-ha's and he's in there.
1: Well, we, I actually remember talking to you Gary when we were going over on the plane and I, I was kind of like do you reckon we could get Justin to sing on a bit of this again like will we we see if he's into it and your answer was he's fucking singing on it and that's it. <laughs> yeah that, that
3: sounds like Gary. That So yeah. like well, that's yeah. how that was done. <laughs>
0: I remember oh, really? actually, I remember when you were doing the vocals and like during, uh, over the week of recording, I heard you say a lot, that was really good. We could do it again, though. You could do that <laughs> again. That was a good take. We'll hold on to that, but you could probably get it better. I'm like, are you right. giving away so the
3: secret Gary.
0: <laughs> so then when you were in, uh, in the vocal booth, I remember you're doing it and I was like, yeah, you could probably do that a bit better, <laughs> Justin. You nah. could probably get that a bit better.
3: <laughs> you're not the only one to say that back to me <laughs> it's obviously my quote isn't it like damn it i need to come up with some more lines
0: no, the creature good. of habit it's good mm. but that song sounded great yeah yeah i loved how it yeah. the vocals like you and antho
3: i know, just remember that it. first session when you came over was it the new design and um yeah, yeah that session when we were upstairs in the fortress and you were like, you're going to sing on it. You're going to sing on it. And I was like, dude, I, I don't know. And then like, we'd literally, we'd finished the session. Everyone was getting drunk. And then we were sat in that little live room with a yeah. laptop. And then we were just overdubbing it. And you were like, let me just show you what I can do. And you did a little couple of screams yourself. And then yeah. you passed the mic to me and I
0: did some screams as well. Yeah, yeah fine, that's right. We were just swapping back and forth. Yeah. The first, yeah. The, the, actually the, the scream at the start of Under My Sky is me. Yeah. Yeah. Super hot. And yeah. then we were doing like, little Yeah. And then um, it was at the end of a new design, not a new design, a new design. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was. Uh, you, I was like, right, let's let's get you to do something because we had a big outro with like some guitar parts and all, and you'd done a bit of a singy on that. Oh, I did that, that little outro that well. fades out. Yeah. Yeah, that it. sounded great as well. Yeah. Uh, Good times. Yeah, I can it, barely would to have you on a, not to have you on a recording. <laughs> it would
3: Sorry guys. Um, Ruined, you it, ruining your songs
0: weeks. since since How's 2000 it? something. 2010, was
1: it? Uh, 2008 yeah. was the first time. The first session. The That's right, yeah. Because I was I was Just, twenty. Fucking hell.
3: Best man, what a baby. <laughs> 20. 20, oh, yeah. God, I miss being twenty. I was thinking about the mix of this uh the, that EP by the way you know it was mixed in my living room in my old flat and uh, I mixed it on my old Pro Tools system which was only a 32 channel system so like I had to basically mix the drums print the drums mix the bass print the bass mix the guitars print the guitars mix the vocals print the vocals and then go back and then mix the drums to mi- sound right with everything else hell. that was my process back in those days yeah Jesus that's a lot yeah, of work. it was it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like man, Pro Tools 6.9 was my enemy. I was stuck on it for years, like until I could buy a, a HD license and build like a Pro Tools HD rig. Mm-hmm. And then now Logic comes out, and it's like, oh yeah, you can have the unlimited track count for like a couple of hundred quids. It's just like, yeah, you could not get that ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, so it's crazy. So sorry, I was I'm just totally dropping that in.
1: No, like, that's that's fucking
2: mad. The
1: it was a thirty
3: two a thirty two channel mix. It was horrible. I remember being on the phone to Gary being like, You got any points? Like, oh please don't have any points. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't think we had many. I think the first time no, around we so. were we were little bastards for yeah, um thirty five seconds in, could you just turn the snare up a little bit? Like but I think by the second <laughs> yeah, time but... we were we kinda knew what we were doing. We we're like, Yeah, no, this is this is great, we'll just go with this.
3: Oh, that's what, yeah. No, I remember it not being like too stressful, but yeah, I remember being kind of nervous sending stuff over. Like, oh god, I hope they like this. I hope this is like ticking the boxes. Oh.
0: Bit crazy. Yeah. Where did we? Uh, where did we leave off for? Uh, Sorry, Gary. I
3: think you were going to say about doing questions or something. Oh,
0: yeah. 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 Uh, right. What do we have? Let me just find them here. All right. Th- actually, this is one for you, Justin. All right, uh, from Dennis. What's your advice to someone wanting to learn to produce music?
3: Just do it. <laughs> literally have no fear. Just get out. Just honestly, just whatever gear you got doesn't matter. Gear doesn't matter. Whatever band you're working with doesn't matter. Just the more you do, the more you learn and the, the more you learn, the better you are and the better clients you'll get. And uh, yeah, I like, literally, I had a laptop and an Mbox and a 57 and I started producing bands and I'd, I hadn't even studied music. I studied art. So, yeah.
0: What was your, uh, you know, your start? Because I think, was it when you were recording um, The Trees Are Dead? Were you kind of I mean, like... Getting... Yeah, I mean,
3: I, I, had, I had a really unique situation where like, you know, I, I, when I was really young at school, I, I got into art and I got into music and they made me choose between the two. So I... I I chose um, art. So I had to do music as like a, in my spare time. So I never had the options to study music. Um, but then through being in different bands, so I joined Sixth and obviously being, in, and then Sixth got signed and, you know, we had management and we had lots of opportunities and we got to be in lots of big studios. So I, you know, before i had even really knew anything about music production, I was suddenly a singer in all these big studios hanging out with the engineer over massive consoles and all these gear and um yeah i don't know i just i just enjoyed being in that environment and i i quite enjoyed like hanging out with the you know the engineers and kind of learning all the kind of geeky stuff and um that's kind of where my passion grew from yeah nice cool
0: um alex lee um a good friend of mine has shown us two questions so i'll go with the first one uh inspiration behind band name, Confo. Um, do you want to take down? Our name? Uh, yeah.
1: I don't know. We needed a name. <laughs> it was kind I of... do I
0: do remember when we were a three-piece. Um, yeah, yeah. We had a singer who was playing bass as well, uh, Keith O'Hearn. Hmm. I think... He came up with it. Yeah, he came up yeah. with it. And I was a bit like, I don't really care what the name is. Uh, and he was like, was it to do with the show Heroes?
1: No, uh, I seem to remember he read, like, an article. Um, I can't even remember what the subject matter was or who wrote it, so it's probably pointless that I even mentioned that there was an article. <laughs> but <laughs> the words, we were heroes in error, was in this article. And he kind of liked to send that out and dropped the S off. Heroes. Made it hero in error. We were like, yeah, cool, because we couldn't think of a name. Let's go with that. You have
0: kept but, the S in there. Well, I just, that's the thing. It, I just
1: I just think you remember making our MySpace page and typing in hero in error and being like, that says heroin <laughs> error. That's says heroin. <laughs> Fuck.
0: And that still destroys us <laughs> to this day.
1: Well, every bit of merch we had, we had to separate the fucking hero and in. We'd stack it. So it didn't yeah. say heroin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, and some, I was like, "This we just should have actually sat down and went, let's pick an easy name.
3: Yeah, uh, I love that name, in, man. I think it's really unique. It, it's cheeky. It's, it, I don't know. I just yeah. Uh, I, I think now I think it,
0: it might be just. It's one of those things where the name you don't really think about the name itself. You it's get a lot of people yeah. you
1: get a lot of people mispronouncing though. I remember like what's the name of your band, Hero and Error? Heroes and Arrows?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Hero I know think... Hero in Error. <laughs> I think your band name might mean something more than my old band name, like Sick. Like, what does that mean? Like, we're talk sick, about obscure...
0: Where did the name come from, then? Yeah, where did I, that...
3: it was? It was Gaz, the original drummer. He like he just messed around because there were six band members. He just messed around with Sick and came up with Sick with a K. You know, like it doesn't mean anything, does it? Like, it's just <laughs> yeah. it's just a thing. But like, yeah, I don't know. I almost
0: preferred. Did, did you? Did you have a name before Sixth, or was it always? It just started with that.
3: I don't know. I I joined when it was sick. All right. Like I'm I'm not a founding member. I was like, yeah, I was I was like stage two member.
0: Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, top three albums that influence influence you as musicians. Uh, I'll go first. Then. Yeah. First album that influenced me as a musician. Uh. See, I have to... That's a hard one for me to answer because I have albums that made me want to play guitar. And then I have albums that influenced me to write music. And so I don't know where to to put that. So pick pick one of
1: each then from those
0: two categories, maybe. So the one that kind of made me go, oh my God, I want to be a guitar player is Thin Lizzy, Life and Dangerous. My dad used to have that on in the car. We had it on cassette. And I remember just being blown away. I initially wanted to play drums after listening to Shalala, the drum solo by Brown Downey. Uh-huh. And so my dad was like, You're not playing drums, they are too loud. And then I was like, Right, <laughs> so I'll play guitar. And then my brother becomes a drummer. I was like, Hell <laughs> <that> yeah. <you? laughs> but. Um, shout out to Dave. Oh, uh, big shout out yeah. to Dave. So, Tin Lazy, I'd have to say, and it's kind of scarlet for me because you're in front of me, uh, probably would be Death of a Dead Day. No. Uh, cool. I don't know. Yeah. I think when I was getting to an age, I was at, uh, I was getting to an age where I was like, right. And I met Confi, and I was like, right. We need. We want to write tunes, and that those songs were just. We had them on repeat, and I think yeah, that yeah. influenced me massively, especially for high points. Um. So I'm kind of fanboying with you. Know, I'm looking at you there. Just. Ooh. Oh. I'm used. To, I'm used to that. No, I'm
3: joking. I <laughs>
0: Uh, I, all right, I want to pick the last one carefully. Right? Yeah, but so, I found Lizzie. Boy
3: straight back at you, so
0: it's fine. Oh, stop. <laughs> I right, sick. They're obviously big Probably, um... See, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be lying in bed later going, I should have said that album. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think even Crack the Sky by Mastodon was a huge album for me when that came out. I was like, holy shit, these guys have mixed everything that I love in music. You know, I,
1: remember, I remember you texting me because that was when we were writing the EP. I think Justin's gone again. Oh, he's back. Um, when we were writing the EP, that Crack the Sky had just come out and I remember sitting at my desk in work and you texted me just, holy fuck, the new Mastodon album and you just listen to it constantly. So I, I'm not surprised you brought that up.
0: Obsessed. Yeah. And as a like, because I have the Thin Lizzy thing so I love my classic rock and, you know, uh, I love my guitar solos, all that stuff. Um and then they had that heavy section as well hmm. and they just cooperated two things that I absolutely love so, uh, so yeah I'd say Thin Lizzy, Live and Dangerous Sick, Death of a Dead Day and Macedon, Crack the Sky would be probably my biggest influences cool confo
1: well you've, you've picked one of mine which is hilarious Thin Lizzy, Live and Dangerous uh, that's that's one of mine straight up the top of my head you can, and similar to what you said like that album like consciously influenced me because I would have listened to it myself and I would have learned songs off it when I was learning drums. But also, it was just on in my house all the time when I was a kid, so yeah. I was probably like absorbing it before I even knew what music was. So same, that,
0: yeah. Like my yeah. dad, your dad as well. They like yeah. massive uh, lazy fans and stuff. So. We yeah. had it like my dad had that on the car all the time, and every time I'm in your house, your dad is like playing a Tin Lizzy riff or he's talking yeah. about Tin Lizzy. About yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that has, to... that has to be one as well. Um, yeah, the next two are actually easy for me. Like Deftones White Pony is my favorite album oh, of yeah. all time, Banger. so um, so obviously that because I'm obsessed with Deftones and that drum tone, I brought it in for the hero EP that's just for me that is the pinnacle of drum sounds so it's always make me sound like abe cunningham please so yeah. and then they're just they're my favorite band and then uh it's either anima or, or lateralis so probably lateralis but two yeah the third one. so yeah those three i was gonna say sick as well but you did so if i do <laughs> we're, gonna be, we're gonna be super fanboy if i do it as well <laughs> so yeah those are my three so
0: yeah See, I'm thinking now as well. I'm like, you know, the first Slipknot album just was a game changer too. I don't. Yeah, we could go on all night. You
3: stole it. Sorry, (laughs) bro. I was gonna say if I was if I was gonna answer this, could I tweak it to be the uh, the three albums that uh, were, you know, like maybe want to be a producer or something, like kind of influence me as a producer as opposed to as a musician.
0: Man, answer whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: Like I was gonna say, like. The Black album was like a game changer for me as a kid. Like hearing how big a band's production could be, you know, it's not just the band, it's like a a theatre of metal, isn't it? It's huge. It's like the biggest thing you ever heard. So like hearing that was, yeah. But then growing up, like later on, a band like Slipknot came out and that first album was just so raw and so angry. That was, yeah, that was a game changer again. And, uh, and then another game changer was that, um, I don't know, I'm going to go really, co- like hearing Killswitch, like uh, End of Heartache, that was like commercial metal, like, you know, big choruses, you know, just like satisfying riffs. Like I didn't, it was just satisfying songwriting. Like there was nothing, yeah. nothing wrong on that album. Everything was like on point, just great songwriting, great riffs, great production. So yeah, yeah, that
0: would be my three. See, now you're, you've mentioned Metallica. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Justice for All Master Puppets was massive for me. Yeah, so funny enough, Black Album was. I was like, ah, I was never a big Black Album fan, but they lost yeah. me after
3: the Black Album.
0: Well, but I, I know think they lost everyone,
3: they lost everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely as a musician, it was a build up before the Black Album, but yeah,
0: from a production point of view, yeah, it's just hard to find a band that. Uh, you know Killem All Ride The Lightning Master Puppets and Justice For All to write those albums and every album has some of the best riffs ever mm. how does a band do that to do that many albums I know like you go into Black Album and they you have Enter Sandman like it's not my favourite album but they, the, the riffs are there oh wherever wherever so I
1: like, wrong it, yeah is, oh man what a song
0: like there is some great ones there. Right, what oh, yeah. else do we have? Um, why why don't you sound more like Slayer? Uh, Who asked that? Jamie, Jamie in London.
1: I, I have, you, I have I a got, controversial thing about this. I don't like Slayer. There, Whoa. I just Whoa. I said it. Wash <laughs> your mouth, though! <now. laughs> I, I just never got to massively respect what Slayer did for heavy music, but I just... Never got into it. Love Dave Lombardo. Fucking love Dave Lombardo. Okay. Slayer, I don't own a Slayer album. I just, I never, yeah, it just wasn't for me. Slayer
0: are just kings. They are ultimate riff band. I went to see them uh, about two years ago now, a year and a half and it was the best gig I've ever been to. Hands down, they just, for a bunch of lads in their 50s, absolutely tore a hole that night. It was just like, intense, loud. They played all the bangers. They played for about two and a half hours. And I wish we sounded like Slayer. There's still time. (laughs) 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 Oh, dude. Well, I do remember seeing a a certain band support. Oh, not support. um, You did support Slayer, right? No, we never did it.
3: We never actually got to do that. You were meant to, though. There, There was talk. There was talk of a tour, we got approved by the band, we didn't get approved by the management, and it was one of those things. Okay. You just yeah.
0: covered a Slayer song.
3: Yeah, we just covered it instead
0: after that situation.
3: Just to I, make I loved
0: point. it. I loved it. Uh, it was right, fun. I have? I
3: don't necessarily think yeah, we could've
0: I don't think I did it justice, but it was fun. It was fun. Bro, you killed it. Uh right, let me I have I'm scattered here, let me able, Um Will you tour, uh, question mark, pref- preferably with worn out? Us? Yeah.
1: Uh, that's doubtful, isn't it? It's kind of hard, I guess, at the moment with everybody's uh lives and schedules and stuff, it's kind of hard to get us together. And Khan is in Heart of a Coward killing it. So, the answer to that question, you know, I guess, is I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to answer yeah. that. You know what? Yeah. Like, worn out, big shouties these are yeah. absolutely... Running the show here, um, yeah, no, no. amazing band Justin. Yeah. Check out Warnow, they're oh, very buddy.
1: good
0: They're a good, okay. uh, hardcore band from Cork. Um, we'll you. yeah, i you know, let's see in the future, we could get some shows together. would love that. Yeah,
1: um,
0: Brad on guitar. Uh, greetings, can we agree that guitars, rule? Oh, Jesus,
1: Jesus, what's going on? Has it gone again?
0: Is Justin angry about the question, or is
1: (laughs) I'm fucking angry about the
0: question? Uh, Brad on guitar, bro. uh, Yeah, I think guitar is real. Yeah. Is he going? Yeah. What do you think, drummer? Drummer
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, cool. (laughs) Guitar players, you're a bass player originally, so you're not. Really...
0: Whoa! But they do say... Oh, uh, <laughs> no, in a, good say, way. In uh, a good way. <laughs> Yeah. They do say a bass player is a failed guitarist, so I kind of... You went great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Where's cool. he gone? I don't know. I don't know, he's disappeared. The next question's kind of more for us. I don't know, okay. I suppose just going to an answer as well. Uh Charlie asks, views on the current Irish metal scene?
1: Yeah, but the- Worn out, absolutely unreal, baylor, absolutely fucking yeah. class. Um those lads to me are at the top of their game and they're fucking they're grafting and they're playing shows and they're they're doing it right. So I'd say it's in a healthy position overall. Then you have yeah. obviously you've, you've got a band like Dead Label who've been grafting for a number of years and uh Yeah, no, no. I think it's in a healthy place. You've got a lot of bands that are um, really committed to it and doing it right. And uh, yeah, I think the I think Irish metal's doing pretty good at the moment.
0: Great scene in Cork is always like there's bands like God Alone, obviously, uh, Baylor, and like. But everyone's they're so hard working now. Everyone's just like so committed and. The only downfall, and it's not the metal scene, like the metal scene is is there and it's doing well. I'd love to see it bigger and better. Uh, There's nowhere to play. Everywhere's just closing down. Like yeah. we were trying to book, uh, we played there in November and I was trying to book a Dublin show and it was impossible. It was just like all the venues are closed or we were too loud. It's like, what the hell? Like... Before I remember, before it was like super easy to get shows booked. You could just like make a few phone calls and have like a weekend booked in no time.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a strange one. Um Yeah, that's it is that is a strange one. But yeah, but Cork, like you said, Cork is just yeah. I mean, it's no secret we fucking loved Cork. That's kind of it yeah. felt like that was. I think you said on the Metal Cell podcast, it was like we're basically a Cork band. <laughs> that's the way. Yeah, it, pretty much. Like we're from yeah. Dublin, but like we our favourite place to play is Cork we also love the scene in Cork and everyone's so fucking accommodating and yeah
0: yeah definitely And big up to um, the Metal Style podcast that you said actually yeah. they're doing like Ricky's doing great things there he's promoting the Irish bands and giving them a platform like he, exactly, he's brilliant yeah. and when I was on uh, that podcast like he done so much research he was yeah. bringing stuff up that I was like hold on what and he's like yeah you know this happened on this day, this year, and I was like, uh, I literally completely forgot about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's great to have that platform.
0: 100%. Oh, no, there was another one, and I can't find it. There was one, and I can't see it now, but if I can remember, it said, uh, what are our plans for the future, uh, writing-wise, or gigging?
1: Um. But we're definitely going to write. I think that's that's going to yeah. happen. Um, what that's going to be, we don't know because you know, it, like, the, there's no ideas there at the moment. well there's some ideas, I guess. But like, when we get into a room together, we don't know what's going to come out. So um, we're definitely going to write again. I suppose that's a plan in terms of gigging. Yeah, uh, there's no plans at the moment, I suppose. But we never know. Yeah, it could be something.
0: No, yeah, I, I agree. Like, who knows when we'll be able to gig again? Like, it's mm. it's kind of a terrifying thought, but uh, <laughs> writing, yeah. Um, we're definitely gonna get together and write some tunes. It uh, yeah. f- mightn't even be hero, it could be something new and fresh. Might um, be. you know, just yeah, we, I don't know. i I just like, I, I write my acoustic stuff and. Which we can definitely and,
1: do more of, absolutely.
0: No, I think so um uh I'm enjoying playing blues as well at the moment. I'm I like learning how to play blues, which is I'm finding loads of fun, but uh we should play blues as well, Confo, if you want. You just
1: want to get your guitar solo in, that's that's all it is.
0: Yeah, that's one thing as well. No, yeah, yeah. we said no.
1: <laughs> um but yeah, we'll see what yeah. I guess I guess like we're just fucking, at this stage, I don't know, I'm sure I'm speaking for both of us, I think we're just fucking happy to be playing. Like, yeah. after all the stuff that happened, which everyone knows about, um, and then getting back together, and me being back in Hero, and then being out for a while, and you guys doing an EP, and then coming back for shows. And we're all a bit older, we've got responsibilities, we've got stuff going on. It's it's, hard. it's not as easy as it was back in the day, Like back in the day, like fucking hell, man. We we used to rehearse four days a week. Like you remember those days? We were just playing all the time, and it was the only thing in our lives that we actually gave a shit about.
0: Whereas we so driven, and like we're uh, like songs were just flying out. Was and yeah, you know we yeah jamming four nights a week and gigging as much as we could. Like Mm. it's
1: a bit trickier now. Yeah, but the fact that like after all the stuff we went through. Like, collectively and personally, like, to even just be jamming and writing tunes again is, like, bonus territory, for me anyway. So whatever happens now, I'm just fucking relaxed and I just want to enjoy it. I think that's the hope for the future, is just fucking play as much as we can, while we can, yeah. before we're all old and decrepit and can't do it anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, at the moment, I'm, I'm very much like, I just, I'd love just to be, you know, write tunes, uh, get to Justin, record them and get songs out there and kind of just like record songs and put it out there and like that excites me but yeah. i know for a fact saying that once i get like we get to the studio and we record the stuff and get it out there i'll be buzzing to play that stuff live so yeah
1: yeah, yeah. but that's, that's the thing i guess is that back in the day like we were saying we we had like we'd be thinking four or five steps ahead and we were so fucking driven not that we're not driven now i just i find them we're just more relaxed and i'm like yeah, let's just take it step by step and enjoy the yeah. process that we're in. Like, because even when we were doing the EP, yeah, we were in that mind frame of doing it, but we were also thinking about when we release it, getting on tours, trying to get management, all that kind of stuff. I guess now it's just let's just get into a room and write for the sake of writing. Yeah. See what fucking happens. If we want a gig, we we'll yeah. There was there's good there was good moments years ago and there's good moments there's a lot of good moments now. there's a lot of things I'd like to leave in ten years ago as well. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually that's what I said to, to Vicky earlier on I was talking about we were coming on to do this it's like it's really cool to look back on high points and be like I'm so fucking proud of that 10 years later I'm still so proud of it I am literally not mm. proud of anything I did 10 years ago <laughs> apart <laughs> from that <laughs> I can't look at anything else and go yeah I was really proud of myself there no not at all but that yeah I'm going to be proud of that forever but it was so.
0: pretty much we would take writing and the band so serious and you know it was important that we were doing the band thing.
2: Yeah.
0: Then anything outside of that, it was bottles of bucky and just getting <laughs> absolutely fucking wrecked and just making an absolute show uh, of ourselves. Man,
1: yeah. Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's uh Justin's back here. Let's uh let in
0: here. Cool. So we can wrap it up when he gets on.
1: Yeah. Last few questions.
0: J-H-M-X-6. I'm leaving this country. Yep. <laughs> Dude, you're welcome I'm in out. Ireland anytime.
3: Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm literally out of here. Three power cuts. How how
0: often do we do
3: this, right?
0: Like, That's crazy. I think we've covered everything. We've answered the questions. We've talked about writing and recording. It's there anything else?
3: Go on. I mean, like, how did you guys survive London? Like, what did you do in the evenings? Drank.
0: Yeah. uh Cans of Cronenberg. It was king of falafel. <laughs> falafel? Yeah. A lot of falafel. What did we do? We went to see I Carnival.
1: We did go to see Carnival. That was fucking amazing. Uh, in the garage. What did
3: you... The garage? Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It was nice. I still talk uh... about that gig. It's, I'm like, that's in my top three gigs I've ever been to. Awesome, yeah. What that's album
3: were they touring then? What was S- that off the back of?
1: Uh, Sound Awake, Return Sound Awake, and like I was, I was obsessed with that album at the time, so it was like the perfect time to see them. Um, yeah, that was class.
0: There's a pub in Camden, I can't remember the name of it. The World's End, but there was the World's End. I mean, had oh. like 10% beers, and I remember, I don't remember leaving the place.
1: Oh, that's when we, we tried to walk. Was, that's when we tried to walk from yeah. Camden to King's Cross. We did, yeah. sorry. We did walk from Camden to King's Cross. It looked like here to here on the map, but uh,
2: yeah.
1: a little bit further than that.
0: <laughs> yeah, London, London's a rough one. Yeah.
3: London's big, but like,
0: yeah. You know, when I first
3: moved to Fortress, I used to go get drunk in like the crowbar and then just walk back to Fortress. It took like two hours, but Fucking hell. yeah. Silly times.
0: I've been. It's, it's since we got barred from it. Just <laughs> do you remember that. I don't know. Are you dropping that. Are you dropping that story. Out, nah, well, no. <laughs> it was a silly story, though. The guy just got. He didn't know what he was doing. Right, whatever. Anyway, we didn't do anything wrong. We were well behaved, and we got I just, barred. I just. I just. No. That,
1: without getting into that story, I just remember because I was inside and you were outside. I think I was talking to to some randomer in the bar. And I remember I just looked at the corner of my eye. I was like, oh shit, that's... And I just knew by your face things are going to fucking kick off. And I was like, oh, fuck, I've got (laughs) to go. This is random.
0: The funny thing was, the the security guard was being all like, like standing over me and Justin, kind of like, you know, I'm bigger than you guys. And I remember there was a girl and she was like, I would not mess with him. I would not mess with him. But... He didn't know that about 15 people from Dublin flew over for the last day of recording to, to go on the piss with us.
1: And they was
0: emptied out onto the street. And your mum was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man.
3: Wasn't it? It was, it was get the fuck. That was what kicked it all off, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, we were just, yeah, we're just pushing fuck.
0: each other. Get the fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that was the that, saying for that week, actually, yeah.
3: It's something about that saying, mixed with Red Stripe, that just went really, really wrong, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, just... Oh, man.
0: Fucking cans of you warm get, you... Red Stripe.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'd, yeah, I've not been to the crowbar in a long time, but yeah, man, red stripe. I do not miss red stripe. Like, no offence to red stripe, no. but it's not, <laughs> no.
0: if you like it, you do. But I'm, just, I'm not a fan. No, I do also think there was a night or two we spent in the uh, the private bar in the studio, just playing pool and listening to music and just hanging out with Merv. Merv, we did yeah. sleep there one night, and we woke up, and he had some fucking weird ass movies being playing on the projector. And I remember just going, I feel so uncomfortable, mentally <laughs> and physically, because I was on a bench. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't sleep, did he? He was just always there, partying. Yeah. Just...
0: yeah. Great guy. Absolute legend, man. Absolute legend. Yeah. I love hanging out with that yeah.
3: back in the day. That was the best times. Best times.
0: Yeah. You'd meet some random people in that bar. I remember playing pill with one of the guys from the Asian Dub Foundation. There was other like people, just like producers and uh Oh, so many people, man.
3: So many people, like yeah, people in bands and yeah, like you just bump into random drummers from this band, bassists from that band, like you just yeah. It was it was really
0: fun. It was like a real hub. We've had a few hiccups on this podcast, but we made it work. There we go. Power cut fucking, number four. Fucking
3: hell, this is so confusing. I don't know what that's. Fuck's sake. What's happening? All right, are you guys okay?
0: Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're back.
3: Oh, man. Power cut number four. I think I was a bit Zoom confused then. I was like, I could hear you, but I couldn't. I don't know, there was no video connection, but then you could hear me.
0: What's you're going to say you're chuckling mm. away to yourself.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Just like, I don't know, but maybe you had some gold that you guys were bitching about with me like being gone, and you were like,
0: oh, this guy. You hate this guy. That <laughs> fella's a tick.
3: <laughs> Everybody, no one should ever work with him. Run away.
0: No, Justin's the best. Everyone uh... work with Justin. Ah, oh, gee, uh... I'd band. advise any band to go and do yeah. a session with, J- J-H. with J-Stin. J-Stin. you, with Jason. Jason.
3: Pull your horse.
0: Music. That's how, that's oh, it. when Justin rings me, that's what I hear. I'm like, hey, Justin, pull your horse. <laughs> he has it down.
3: I, t- I try and do it back, but I always get it wrong, don't I? I'm like, uh, you, you how, are you. You, how are you, crack? Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How's the crack there, though? <laughs> That's yeah. good. Right, let let's, right. let's 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 call it. I think okay. that was a great chat and I enjoyed every yeah. minute of it. And just you brought back some some mad memories. It was good to actually hear your side of it because I've forgotten about so much. So <laughs> thanks for your input over the years. No, I,
3: I, You've yeah, pretty was, much been was... a
0: part of the band since like oh, the very geez, start. Man. Thanks,
3: you dude. You helped us in what? many ways. Thanks for letting me in. Like not every band wants to have that, you know, that input. They Not everybody, every band wants to let someone in. So it's it's definitely uh, from my side of things, it's definitely, um, yeah, it's a lot funner and, and you get a lot more out of it if, if a band lets you get involved and um, participate. Yeah.
0: yeah. Cheers, man. I think we all understand each other pretty well. So when we get into a studio, just, we can just hit the ground running.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's yeah. been good. It's been, it's been a good run. I've, I enjoyed it. I think the Brilliant. product speaks for its, it. It speaks for itself, doesn't it? It was like a, yeah. a little stamp in time. Um, it's true. So was,
1: we were just saying actually how it's 10 years ago, but I'm as proud of that now as I was then. And that's a really cool thing to be able to say. As um, I was saying to Gary, I'm not proud of most things from 10 years ago, but <laughs> I can always, I can always look back on that and go like, I listened to it today again, because I knew we were doing this. I'm like, fucking hell. I I love this. Like, If I wasn't in the band, I'd still love this. So, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to talk about it.
3: It did did feel like a bit of a timeless recording when we were doing it, so, yeah, it's fun. It is quite crazy to talk about it 10 years later, yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
0: it is. Mm. Yeah, I'm super proud of it. Thanks, everyone. uh, Whoever's listening, I hope you enjoyed it. It's a long one, but um, you know, if you bought it or came out to a show... Actually, I, I did. I got... I got some really nice messages off people um, like giving me stories when they when we first released their like when they heard you know part in a Storm" for the first time or seeing us live on the when we done the run for it, when we just released it like you know big shout out to everyone who supported it and
2: yeah, even it's weird
0: now when we play it and you know people have tattoos and lyrics and <laughs> uh, tattoos of like some of the artwork and yeah it's, it blows our mind we're just like a group of lads from Luke and in Dublin who just wanted to play some tunes and then we have people going around with tattoos yeah it's just it yeah. still blows my mind and you know I still get messages about uh, the songs and the riffs and stuff like that so it's uh, yeah it's so it's nice to, to hear from you guys so yeah Thanks. absolutely. right guys it's been emotional He's about gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. You, sorry,
1: sorry you. Uh, there you go. I was
0: like, sorry. you can hit the you can hit the stop button now if you want.
1: Stop <laughs> <laughs> Something Stop there. Right, we'll call right. it like that. Cool.
3: Sound.
2: I no, I've had some sad ones in my time When our teeth had cracked nothing quite like crossing a